I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. One step she took, that's all. Just took her one step. My lady wonder wench came home this morning. And you know, I, I suppose it sounds kind of corny, but all she had to do, she took one step across the threshold, and all of a sudden, this big old empty, silent, nasty kind of house became a, a comfortable home again. It was, it was a really nice thing. Susan, the post office lady, put balloons up all over the place while I wasn't watching. And the phone has been melting off the hook with friendly voices. And, and Emily, our nine-year-old next-door neighbor, made a three-foot-by-four-foot welcome-home card for her. And uh, Emily's mom, Bernadette, brought over some homemade brownies. And her dad, Randy, chipped in with some fresh-cut-up fruit. And it, was, it was just really wonderful. Ms. Wench is wearing a, a tough love medieval medical torture device known as a halo to help her recover. It hurts, and it's going to be there for a while, so I'm probably going to miss a podcast or a blog or two um, during the course of the next couple of weeks. But I, I wanted you to have the good news. And while I'm at it, I thought maybe I'd give you a giggle remembering something that actually happened to my lady wonder wench and me a while ago. I call this story Mono Amouso. After last night, it is unbelievably peaceful sitting here in the big leather papa chair in my living room right now. Not like last night at all. Last night, there was a war going on just down the hall in the bathroom over there. I called it the Battle of the Bathroom, and it started exactly at 4.18 a.m., which I know because I caught a quick glimpse of the numbers on the digital clock on the nightstand when I hit the wall. You know, for a Louis Louis generation guy like me, I have to tell you it was a true test of manhood. And I couldn't back down if I was ever going to coax my lady wonder wench down from the top of her dresser. I had no choice. I was going to have to go mano a mouso. Let me back up a little here and explain exactly what happened. I was asleep, okay? In fact, I was in the middle of a dream that, as I recall, seemed to have something to do with Catherine Zeta-Jones. Not unusual for me. And I didn't even notice my lady wonder wench getting out of bed and going for a potty break. But just as Catherine Zeta was smiling seductively and introducing me to her twin sister in my dream, wonder wench cut loose with a shriek that must have cracked windows all the way to Greg's house down the block. And without even waiting for instructions for my brain, my legs did about a quarter of a mile in 1.2 seconds. That's because I happened to be lying on my side at the time. And then in the process, somehow, one of my feet hit the floor, which, of course, caused me to run right into Mr. Wall. And that woke me up enough to realize that I had to immediately deal with the fact that Wonder Wench had either seen an asteroid the size of Asia hurtling directly towards us, or the New York Mets had blown another pennant race, or there was a mouse loose somewhere within our zip code. And I didn't have too long to think about it either because the bathroom door slammed 
and a pink streak flashed into the bedroom and up onto a chair, and it was pretty obvious that Ms. Wench was considering climbing up to an even safer position on top of her dresser. Now, as a Louie Louie generation guy, I've been around long enough to know that trying to calm a woman down with words while she is trying to climb up on her dresser is not only not going to work, but it's like trying to put out a kitchen fire with a can of gasoline. So it was obviously time for action. I was going to have to go head to jaws with the mouse. Mono a mouso. Me against Mickey. And it wasn't going to be a catch and release either because Ms. Wench was calling quite enthusiastically for a scalp. So Mickey had to go down. All right, so I quickly slipped on my slippers and I pulled on some shorts to protect my most vulnerable parts from possible retaliation on the part of the mouse. I grabbed my baseball glove from the top of the closet and I went on attack. I opened the bathroom door just a crack so that he couldn't come running out and up my leg. And there he was. He was about two inches long, probably weighed in the, oh, maybe three or four ounces. And he was trying to hide behind the bathroom scale. I could see his two malevolent red eyes gleaming at me, fangs bared, tail thrashing back and forth in anticipation of the battle. My plan was to distract him by talking to him while my baseball glove hand sneaked around behind him for the grab, and things were going well. I was bent down just a couple of feet from the snarling monster, and my baseball glove was just inches away from the catch, and he jumped vertically right up in the air, a good two feet right in my face. He was going on attack. So I, I did a, a quick retreat, and I, I tripped over the spare toilet paper holder, and I landed on my fanny. And the mouse countered by jumping behind a wicker laundry basket. So I got up, and I slowly and carefully pulled the basket away from the wall. And I could see him lurking, looking up at me. And then he started squeaking. He was issuing a challenge, I swear. He was going mouso a mano. And he didn't plan on losing. So obviously I wasn't going to take that. And I shoved the basket against the wall hard as I figured I'd flatten him there. But he was too fast for me. He streaked around into the open broom closet. So I started thinking, yeah, 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 thank you, Mr. Mouse. I'll just grab a broom and clock you with it. And pow, he jumped up at me again. And I tripped over the rug and I fell on my fanny again. And I could hear his squeaks. And I swear he was laughing at me. He was laughing at me. He was looking out from behind the toilet plunger and laughing. So he was, he was obviously way too fast for me to catch him or hit him. And I, I was thinking, i got to slow him down. How am I going to do that? And then I saw a can of hairspray in the closet. And I remember thinking when I was watching King Kong... If only the guys had had a can of hairspray, they could spray it on that fur and that would slow down even King Kong. So there I was, Mano Amauso, armed with a baseball glove in one hand and a can of hairspray in the other. And looking back on it, that is a weird picture, I gotta admit. But anyway, he was back behind the scale again. I, I cut loose a spritz of spray and I got him. I saw him kind of blink and he jumped again right over me, and he disappeared, I swear. He just 
disappeared. He was Mickey Mouse with Michael Jordan moves. I looked everywhere, and he, I couldn't find him. I even looked in the medicine cabinet. He was gone. But I knew he was too much of a battler to just give up. I knew he'd be back. So, this morning, I went to the hardware store to acquire some weapons of mouse destruction. You know, it used to be you could get those little wooden mouse traps or some mouse poison, if you prefer. But I guess mouse terrorism must be on the rise around here because the weapons of mouse destruction shelves at the hardware store are now crammed with what you can only call 21st century technology. There are traps that look like little dollhouses. And you lure the mouse in there one way or another, probably a smear of peanut butter or a slice of cheese or, I don't know, maybe a, a 3D picture of some seductively posed mini mouse. Anyway, he goes in there and an electric charge does him in as he passes the doorway. Batteries not included. Lots of the traps are designed so that you don't have to actually see the poor little guy. You just throw out the whole trap while he's in there. Not very sportsmanlike. But anyway, I got some mouse poison and a couple of traps, and I put them around the house. And sure enough, right after lunch, went down to the computer room, and there he was, motionless, sprawled out on the carpet, dead. And I guess I should have felt victorious, but I couldn't help but think about the contrast here. He's about three ounces by three inches. I'm about 5'10 and 180 pounds. And he battled me to at least a draw. I couldn't beat him when it was just mano a mouso. I had to bring in a kind of a cowardly weapon of mouse destruction to do the job. So I, I picked him up, you know, and I, I couldn't help but kind of admire the little guy. He had guts. I had poison. He was jumping ten times his body size. I was falling on my fanny. He was squeaky laughing and... And I was saying very naughty words. Furthermore, he was by far the best-groomed dead mouse I ever saw with all that hairspray. I know. I didn't have much choice. If I was going to pry my lady wonder wench off the dresser, I had to go mano a mouse But I kept thinking about when I was a kid, you know, how much fun I had with Hickory Dickory Dock. The mouse ran up the clock. And how I always used to tell our kids about Twas the Night Before Christmas. And all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. And a long time ago, when television sets had rabbit ears, they also had those little mouse ears that Annette Funicello used to wear on her head. And everybody sang, M-I-C, see you again tomorrow, K-E-Y. Why? Because we like you, M-O-U-S. E. So, good night, Mr. Mouse. You did good. You didn't beat me, but I really didn't beat you either. Your mom would be proud of you. I'm proud of you. You did good. That's Mono Amouso, something that really happened to my lady Wonder Wench and me. Oh, I don't know, a few months ago, I guess it was. Usually we have a feature called Dick's Details, but I thought instead of Dick's Details right now, I'd like to give you a few of the pithy pronouncements of Big Louie, his own bad self. Big Louie, the official mustard cutter 
of the Louie Louie generation, folks of a of a certain maturity, all right? Louie says, Louie Louie generation ladies are still hot. It's just that now it comes in flashes. For Louie Louie generation guys, getting lucky means we're able to remember where we put the car in the parking lot today. How it strikes home. <laughs> and if you're feeling blue, start breathing again. There you are. Some pithy pronouncements from Big Louie, his own bad self. It's always kind of fun to hear Big Louie get pithed off, right? All right. A lot of important things happen in the bathroom. All kinds of different things, too. Just told you about Mono Amouso. Here's a story that took place in a shower in a bathroom. This story's from the new Night Connections 2 personal audio CD. It's called The Shower Lady. You like to call yourself the shower lady. The soft, fragrant shampoo lather feels so good that you caress all the secret places of your body with it. The warm water kisses you like a powerful lover and the steam opens all of your senses and your fantasies. There have been a very few select men with whom you've wanted to spend an hour in the shower. Nicholas accepted your invitation. And when he did, you kissed and touched and tasted each other until you were so exhausted that he had to carry you into the bedroom. And then he made wet and slippery love to you. And by the time he had to stop, you'd caught your breath enough to more than return the favor. But it was the way Nicholas spoke that you'll never forget. You even taped some of the conversations you had with him so you could listen to the sound of his voice whenever you were apart. Your conversations were so good. You understood each other so well. Maybe it was because his English was just a little better than your Russian. And you had to pay intense attention to each other to make sense of what you were saying. And paying intense attention is sensual beyond any words. He trusted you so much he even told you about his biggest fear, deportation back to Russia. He was an illegal alien. That's why he was working at the supermarket instead of doing what he was trained to do, programming computers. And that's why you broke your own first rule. Take your time with lovers. You made love on your second date. He was leaving town the next week to stay one step ahead of the authorities. You even offered to marry him. I would have taken care of his problems. But he said, no. And that's one of the reasons that you know he's a good man. Either he's really not in love with you and he wouldn't take advantage of you like that. Or he does love you. And he doesn't want to take the chance that you would think that he might have been using you for the rest of your lives. Either way, your hour in the shower together is over. He's gone. And the water is turning very cold. Isn't it kind of strange how quickly... You seem to come back from dreamland when the shower water turns cool. That's a story called The Shower Lady. It's from the new personal audio CD called Night Connections 2. 
you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to DickSummer.com and download it from the CD Baby icon. My Lady Wonder Wench is back. Just that one step across the threshold. Did it. I have a home again. Okay, time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths, come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.